Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Tony Chen, and this is Fish and Bits, a business and data podcast on the world of seafood. Today, I'm going to break down bacterial phages, a topic that's been hot in the news of human medicinal research the last few years, but it's really applicable to the business of aquaculture as well. As I discussed in my previous podcast, disease and animal health are the most important risks that any farmer, land or sea, is concerned about. I've spoken on challenges of developing therapeutics such as vaccines, but another interesting technology that has been gaining steam is bacterial phages. In this episode, I'm going to share a brief history on bacterial phages, what they are, why we don't use them, and how antibiotic resistance is bringing renewed interest back into the topic. Then, using salmon as an example, I'm going to discuss how the development of commercial phage solutions are being applied to the industry, and specifically its use case against winter wounds. Lastly, I'll discuss some of the challenges ahead for phage biotech companies, and how one particular company in salmon, ACD Pharma, is at the forefront of using unique research that may lead to the commercialization of phage therapy across aquaculture. I think you're really going to enjoy this topic, so let's dive in. Let's start by just doing a quick science recap on what I've learned about phages, what they are, where you can find them, and why do they even matter. Well, the simplest way to describe a phage is that it's a virus that specifically attacks bacteria. They were discovered by a French-Canadian scientist by the name of Félix de Harel back in 1920, and phages are one of nature's natural responses to bacteria. They are literally designed to attack specific bacteria. It's estimated that phages represent 40% of all matter in the ocean, and you can find them absolutely everywhere. In fact, in order to find phages, the best approach is to go to the places where you find the most bacteria. Many phage researchers you'll find in sewage plants, contaminated waterways, and other pretty disgusting locations in search of target phages. Given the role of what a phage is supposed to do, you would expect that they've been used for a whole host of different bacterial issues. But that's not how modern medicine actually developed. In order to understand why it didn't happen, we have to look at what was happening around the world during that same time period. The world had just gotten out of World War I, where one of the hidden challenges of the war was disease. It was in that same decade that Alexander Fleming discovered penicillin, and that discovery in 1928 sparked the eventual development of broad-spectrum antibiotics that have become one of the greatest medical achievements of the 20th century. His accidental discovery of a bacteria-killing fungus, after leaving his test tube out when he left for vacation, eventually led to a Nobel Prize. And over this last century, antibiotics have saved millions of human lives and continue to be an extremely important part of modern medicine. Unlike phages, antibiotics had a few very practical advantages as the world entered into the Second World War. They were typically broad range compared to the specific targets of phages, so instead of needing to identify the specific bacteria causing an infection, doctors could just prescribe an antibiotic and cover a whole range of different bacteria. During war times, it didn't matter what a soldier had, an antibiotic could potentially solve a whole list of challenges in just one pill. It was literally a miracle drug. Conversely, if you wanted to treat a person with phage, 
you would need to run tests and identify the specific bacteria that a person was infected with and then find the unique phage that could target that specific bacteria. As a result, massive governmental and corporate research budgets went into the development of antibiotics and phage research was largely halted in the Western world in favor for antibiotic research. In the years since, however, we've now reached an era where antibiotic resistance is a growing concern. As our usage of antibiotics has grown, bacteria have evolved to, be, to become more and more resistant. As a result, restrictions to limit antibiotic usage has increased dramatically in the last few years, both within humans and farmed animals. That story is no different in aquaculture. Historically, antibiotics were used as a solution to many challenges. Norwegian salmon has reduced their usage of antibiotics by over 99% since its peak in the mid-80s, and their product today has been antibiotic-free since the mid-90s. And much like the patterns around sea lice, other salmon markets have followed in a similar way. Just this week, the Scottish salmon sector has just reported a decrease of 65% of antibiotic usage for their fish since 2021. In comparisons to other forms of animal husbandry, the salmon sector is doing much better than other industries, using roughly three times less than pig farming at 18.6 milligrams per kilogram of meat produced. That said, a decrease in antibiotic usage doesn't mean the threat of bacteria doesn't exist. The threat of bacterial infections are still there, and that's why phages have come back into the conversation over this last decade. The theory behind them makes just a lot of sense. Just like penicillin and other antibiotics, phages are designed to kill viruses. If we can find the right phage to target a specific bacteria, in theory we should be able to grow these phages in mass and deploy them to destroy those harmful bacteria. So what's the status of phage therapy and its usage? Well, as interest to find new solutions against bacteria has grown, so has the research and funding behind phages. While phage therapy has been ignored in the Western world, the research over the last century has been developing in many Eastern European countries like Poland, Georgia, and Russia. Scientists there have been slowly cataloging phages and curating collections to be used in therapy. We've also seen venture funding for these solutions, specifically for farm animals like Proteon Pharmaceuticals' $21 million round as a company based out of Poland who is working to develop phage therapies for livestock and aquaculture. Backed by the likes of Nutreco and Aquaspark, there's an obvious interest in this space. There's also a whole list of funded companies who are targeting human phages, but the most progress that we have seen in a commercial setting is likely the case of ACD Pharma out of Norway and the development of phages for the salmon industry in the last few years. They've been developing products to address winter wounds for the Norwegian salmon industry. These sores or ulcers are the result of bacterial infections from within the fish that can develop into lesions and wounds. In a recent report published by the Veterinary Institute of Norway, they documented that increases cases of these sores have now developed into becoming the third largest leading cause of death at farms, and roughly 50% of all farms across Norway have reported having winter sores. Not only does this bacterial disease cause mortalities, but fish that make it to harvest with these wounds are priced significantly lower due to their grading of their poor fillets. This last year, publicly traded company Leroy reported a drop in their price of salmon by 18% in 2022 due to issues and complications with sores at their farms. 
Across the industry, these winter wounds account for over $750 million in losses. You can imagine that not only just the farmers, but everyone across the industry is interested to find new solutions that would lead to better welfare and better business. And for this case, bacterial phages have been the topic of conversation that has drawn a lot of interest. ACD Pharma is based in northern Norway and was founded in the early 2010s as part of the Nordly Holdings Group, and they have been working with phages specifically for these wounds. For the better part of a decade, they have been developing phages specifically for the salmon industry, and what is unique about their solution is they are perhaps the furthest along compared to other companies. In medicine, a complex and difficult component of research is the regulatory frameworks and intellectual property rights associated with the development of therapeutics, both of which have not yet been developed for phage therapy, and the jury is still out on how they will develop. But that hasn't stopped companies like ACD. They're one of the few that figured out pieces of this puzzle and already have a commercially available product that farmers can purchase. There's still a lot more research that needs to be done to understand the true efficacy and downstream impacts of their solutions, but nevertheless, it's great to see something on the market. Early solutions are never perfect, but what's the true future of these types of solutions? Well, I'm personally very excited about the potential of the product category, and we'll be continuing to follow these cases as they develop around the world for a couple of reasons. First, Leaders across the world are staunchly in agreement that we must curtail the use of global antibiotics. In order to do that, a large majority of the reduction will need to happen from the farming industry. 66% of all antibiotics used in the world go into farm animals, so by volume, animals actually contribute more than humans to this problem. Finding another solution to fight bacterial infections is necessary, and phages are scientifically one of the best candidates to solve the problem. The second reason that I'm curious to follow phage development for aquaculture is the broad range of impact it could have across many different species. In my previous episode, I discussed the challenge of disease in aquaculture, and one of the big challenges is simply the delivery of medicines in fish, such as needing to literally inject fish on land in order for them to get a vaccine. The opportunity for a solution like bacterial phages removes these barriers immediately, and that makes it possible to develop therapeutics for a whole host of different challenges. You can imagine new solutions for Vibrio and oysters, EMS and shrimp, and numerous more across the sector. Solutions to these challenges would save multiple billions of dollars across the industry and add some very needed solutions to the toolbox that farmers can use. And that's all for today, guys. Thanks for listening to me discuss the impact that phages may have on aquaculture. If you found this episode or any of my episodes interesting, all that I ask is that you share it with a friend so that we can continue to keep making content like this. Have a great week and we'll chat again soon.